0: welcome back to the now i'm Talking about radio show 91.7 wvxu your hd2 station or you can stream us live on radio artifact yeah man we back for another week uh my man got a guest in the house it's been a pretty good week it's starting to heat up it's been real uncomfortable it's time to take them hoodies off I still got mine on though I'm living my fat wear as long as I can keep my hoodie on uh, like I say it's getting warmer There's more people outside shorts are getting shorter so it's a lot of good views out here the pool is finally open go ahead dunk yourself in a Greek bathhouse if you want I always hate getting in the pool really because uh. Traumatized as a kid, got into the pool and you see the band-aid floating by, and then you lift your hand out the water and there's some body's chest hair on every knuckle. It's definitely gross. uh But yeah, man, I hope you're enjoying your year so far. It's already the end of May, pretty much. It's crazy. But yeah, man, we got a we got a special guest in the house, a guy you might know from around the city, a guy with the superlative flows. I'm talking about yeah uh, Talking about right. Yeah. So uh, introduce yourself, man. Well, my name is Nathan Ivy. I flow therefore I am. Yeah, man. Absolutely.
1: It, one man, one microphone, one mission.
0: Yeah, that's interesting too. The one man, one microphone thing. Uh, I want to get into that a little bit later about yeah. how you finesse that and how you keep yourself going with only one person. I know sometimes I need somebody to just bounce some ideas off of and everything like that. But uh definitely welcome to the show. We appreciate Thank you me. coming through. Appreciate it. My, yeah. my my honor, man. Appreciate it. I love what you do. I've been listening for a while. I've been listening. I used to have to go to work real early. So I, I know all about little Buddha and uh, is that right? the superlative flows oh, and the man. early morning wake up. So uh But well, now she's
1: medium Buddha. She's I She's 14 now. And I call her little Buddha. She's like, nah, dad, medium Buddha. How's that? How's that
0: having your girl grow up? Uh,
1: it's great on one hand because I love when kids grow up because as a parent you got to do less stuff. That's always better. Mm-hmm. But then secondly, it's just she's one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I told my wife all the time, we created one of my best friends. So we got a deeper relationship now. Like My conversations with my daughter is just, uh, it's just so sensitive. It's so intimate. Mm-hmm. Just in a sense of... You know, it's two people that love each other, right? Yeah. And so every conversation we have is like straight from the heart and sincere.
0: And you're never really going to find the love you get from your kid, somebody who actually needs you and needs your nurturing and touching, and everything yeah. like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as I'm learning, man, like, you know, I tell this story all the time, me and the wifey, we, we never set out to have kids. Yeah. It was just God's blessing.
2: Yeah.
1: And my son, who is four now, you know, he was born even though my wife's twos were tied. Mm. so we thought we was done right so we're <laughs> we looking at the sunset empty nesters right yeah but it just was just wasn't God's plan it wasn't the way it was supposed to go so you know we, we we offer him into the we welcome him into the family as a blessing and I just left him a little while ago man It's when you got that special connection with your kids it's hard to tear away from
0: mm-hmm. so the
1: things that take me away from my family are important to me
0: mm-hmm. and you know like I said I respect what you're doing that's why I had to be here when you made the request man i appreciate it definitely appreciate it just had my co-host walk in vibe one
3: peace peace what's going on everybody traffic is a mug today but um i don't i think they working and it's raining crazy so that mixture is is a bad thing but peace and love i'm here continue on speaking when is it not
0: construction going on on 75 man Man. all parts of 75 like in every state pretty much it's always happening but, um, yeah, and you're from the city, right? Born and raised, yeah. Born and raised. Born and raised. I was
1: a, a Section 8 kid, right? Okay. If people remember that, that program, growing up with a single mother, uh, oldest of five kids. Yeah. So we moved all over. Mm-hmm. But my grandparents owned a property over in Wana Hills, so I would spend my summers over there. And then, like, later on, like, my high school years, I spent all there. So I, I always claimed Wana Hills, but I lived, in, I lived in Mount Healthy, Forest Park, mm-hmm. Lynn Street. Uh, Auburn Avenue, I've lived all over the street,
0: all over the city. All right. And um, thing I like about the way you present, kind of kind of tell people what you do other than that so we can. So
1: for a long time, and I'm, a, I'm a talk radio guy, right? I'm a broadcaster. Started at WAIF way back in like 1996, right? Mm-hmm. I was in high school. I mean, not high school. I was in college on my way to law school. And uh, a partner of mine, we we answered an ad that was in the paper. I think it was in City B Magazine. And Waif was looking for summer broadcasters, mm-hmm. so we put in an application. They accepted it, and we ended up getting a show on Friday, which is I came to understand was like Black Night. That's when they had all the Afrocentric talking drum, Ojinga, Ojinga oh, with the drums, all cats over there, man. So I didn't really, we didn't really have no idea what we was getting into, mm-hmm. but once I started doing it, I just fell in love with the medium. I love connecting with people. I love, like, you know, analyzing what was in the news, processing it, and then throwing it out there to, to provoke thought. Mm-hmm. So from the jump and even to the day, I look at myself as an agent provocateur, right? I want to provoke the conversation. I want to stir the pot mm-hmm. so we can start thinking about how we get ourselves into a better place. And, you know, so, so my radio career started at Wafe, And then at some point, they started a radio talk, uh, a all-black talk station that was owned by the Love family called The Buzz, and yeah, folks like, yeah. remember, they just came back this week, they changed their format from mostly talk, I mean, mostly uh, music, to back to talk, yeah. so uh, I started there, I just hounded the program director, Jerry Tolliver, because I was looking for a shot, yeah. and literally, it was so long ago, it seems like, in technology, that I literally sent her a disc, I literally sent her a disc, yeah. <laughs> I walked into the radio station, put a disc, as opposed to, like, emailing her a file or a link to stream or whatever else, and uh you know it, it wasn't overnight you know it took a while but eventually you know for whatever her reason she later told me the story of her and she answered it i ended up like sitting in for a couple of cats that was doing late night shows and then eventually they offered me the spot so i started doing like a, a nightly show on the buzz and then doing straight talk live which was on the whiz
0: on sunday straight mornings.
1: Talk, live. yeah
0: yeah picking up the great and the how yeah man yeah I miss hearing, like, the old, like, just that theme song. Yeah. Talking straight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I grew up listening to that. So just imagine, I grew up
1: listening to that. I get into talk radio. Boom, now I'm in that spot. Mm -hmm. So I just took it as a real honor, right? I took it like a big responsibility for the community. Mm -hmm. So it was was less about my ego, and it was more about, like, what's important? Who's not saying what? Because I I came from the hip-hop era. The Mm hip-hop era was about keeping it real. Yeah. Right. One of my favorite groups is Public Enemy and they didn't suffer fools lightly. So I, I took that same energy into talk radio and sort of like melded into my own what I call
0: flow. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to get into, because you got a, a hip hop perspective on uh, pretty much everything. You kind of flip everything into hip hop terms. And you call it like accessible for the streets to be able to digest. How important is that to you to, for, to break it down in a way? Where he, a layman can get it, street you know, layman. You know, I
1: didn't set out to do that way, man. I, it, it was just it was just more natural. Yeah. Like, naturally, I feel like, you know, part of what good black media does is translate. Mm-hmm. So that's how I looked at it. You know, it's like, okay, great. You know, I got the ability to translate this and break it down to what it really is, to break it all the way down to the very last compound, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's how I took it, you know. Stop! Stop with all the fluff and the bluster, and and, and the talking points. Here is what it is, mm-hmm. you know. So that's what I figured. That was my charge.
0: Yeah, man. Um, we've been here for about a year. and we went from AM to FM on ninety-one point seven, and uh, I'm still trying to figure out how to like convey. I'm, I'm I feel like I need to break it down to simpler terms more often too. But I'm trying to also uh secure certain spots. So uh, yeah. <laughs> You say public enemy. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: This is the hip hop guy. If you don't know, you ever heard of Watusi Tribe? Yeah. Yeah. Vibe one. Oh, so, really? Uh, yeah, man. Okay. Much respect.
3: No doubt. Definitely. We, yeah. We've been on the buzz. We went to the buzz a couple times, I believe, back in the day, getting interviewed. Uh huh. Yeah. Especially when, um, uh, what was the building that it was in? Um, back when it was over in uh, Roseline? One, maybe I think once, then and then did it move? At some point in time, did it? Um, make sure I'm not getting it mixed up with somebody with another station because we've been on the several. I know we've been on the Buzz though. And I remember going on there and speaking. Um, at the same time that um, what was this? Early 2000s. It was like early 2000s going towards. It's so weird to think. 2000 being so far away that it is because we still in the 2000s it's weird for me to i'm better at going to 90 to the 90s and 80s and feeling like there was a stretch of time but it's really been a long time it's 20 years yeah it's crazy crazy. but uh yeah we've been in there a couple times so
0: what's your favorite uh song hip-hop song man too many man too many you know
1: it's hard to say just one because mm-hmm. I'm much more of like uh, I listen to the kind of music Like even when I worked In commercial radio Working with The bi- the Wiz And stuff like that I never really listened To a lot of it Because you know I don't like my music Program to me mm-hmm. I'm much more of a Whatever I feel in the moment Type guy right. yeah. So it's hard to say Just one song So I might get caught up With a melody yeah. Or that's a new track or for whatever reason it could be somebody posting something or something like that. It reminds me of an old school track and then I get I get on that kick for a little while, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like somebody might post something and I'm like, oh I might rediscover Nas for a little while, right? Mm-hmm. Or it might be some new joint, like I was been listening to Nipsey just because I wasn't really familiar with listening to his music. I was aware of who he was, mm-hmm. but not as an artist. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I have
0: been listening to Nipsey for the last couple of weeks. Now I'm kinda off that kick and on to something else. So maybe Man, and it's getting to the point where they just using Nipsey for exploitation. Now, I seen somebody throwing a Nipsey Blue Party, and they was like, You, like, what are you doing? Like,
1: well, well you know,
0: that's what that's what the culture that
1: that digital culture is all a lot about, right? You know, that digital culture is all about being fast mm-hmm. and then picking up on what everybody else is talking about. Mm-hmm. So, it depends on what their spirit is. If their spirit is like, Are oh, we gonna try to like. We gonna try to promote the positive side of
0: Nipsey and try to make some money. I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that at all. But I don't think that's what it is. It's gonna be a party where people are gonna be shaking, shaking it up and drinking uh, big liquor. It's like it's not. Yeah. It's nothing about what he stood for to 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 like push his message. It's just like it's the Nipsey Blue Party. It's gonna be hot there. You better come through. Like, come on, man. Well, you know, like I told you, you know.
1: I think it would be smart if, like, somebody picked up on that Nipsey vibe because what was he all about? He was all about, like, you know, like, he was all about, like, buy up your block before they do, right? Mm-hmm. He was all about investing your block before the white man or whoever you might want to say is they comes in and do it for you. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people in Cincinnati are sitting around and they belly bellyaching about what's happening. But the question needs to be asked, what you've been doing for the last 15 years? Mm-hmm. So you look at Warner Hills. Warner Hills has been an investment for 15 years. They ain't just started being an investment. Mm-hmm. You know, there's black folks out there that can collectively put their money together and make these kind of things happen. And there's some black folks out there that's got money in their own bank account that can make these kind of things happen. Mm-hmm. But what I would say about that in the city of Cincinnati, like if you want to adopt that Nipsey Hustle value, well then look at Price Hill. You know, do a little research and look at what people who are making big development moves, what neighborhoods are they looking at? Mm-hmm. There are some moves to be made in this city. Mm-hmm. You can still make money. There's property be, to be bought in this city. Yeah. Uh, I was just inside of, a, I do a group page called the Friends Who Like the Nathan Ivy Show. It's mostly like local folks. So we are in there trying to figure out, like, how can we take this small community and impact the larger community? And part of that is just coming up with ideas and saying, boom, I'm going to throw it into the ether, run with it. Like somebody listening right now got the bread to go out there and buy up a couple of properties, flip it for themselves, Mm -hmm. or to start some type of collective that you can actually have an impact in the community. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Not everything in Cincinnati has been bought up. Over the Rhine, that's over with. Mm -hmm. Warner Hills, there's still parts of it, but the main parts, that's over with. You waited too late. But there are some spots in this city that are ripe for investment. And instead of, you know, people just worrying about the displacement, And I appreciate that. That's a great conversation we should have. They should also be looking forward like, well, how can I get ahead Mm -hmm. of these developers, right, Mm -hmm. and get you a piece of this cheap property and flip it like everybody else? Mm
3: -hmm. You know what I'm saying?
1: Why can't we
0: do that in our community? You think the lion's den, you think that's what's really going on with the lion's den? That's what the talk is. You know, I, yeah. from what I
1: heard, yeah, it was some people was like lions. did? wait a minute, I go there all the time. No, 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 that's no, a problem. I did see that the city decided to back away from trying to shut it down, at least in the short term. Mm. But I also understand there might be some legal, um, some legal, some legal consequences that the owner might be dealing with. Mm. And if things go that way, it might trigger some type of eviction or something like that. Mm. I was just good, to good. It was just good to see that black people. You know, to support black entrepreneurs and the black community stood up and let their voice be heard. So I know members in my audience, you know, go to the lion's den and mm-hmm. they told me, Nate, hey, it's no problem. Yeah. And so it, it makes you wonder. I think it's fair. I think it says I think it says a lot about the city that when a story comes out that in the media, that people are suspicious. Mm. And if I was the city of Cincinnati, I would I would deep drill, drill deeper into why there's so much cynicism when a story like that goes up. Like some people think that the city's office is being used to spur development for non black people. Let's keep it real. Right. That's what people think. Mm -hmm. So if that's what people think, well, maybe there's some truth to it or maybe it's B.S. But either way, I think that if you're the city, you should pay attention to that and ask yourself why people are cynical about the moves
0: they're making. And you know, these various departments and what their real motivations are. I think that's just the sign of the times now. Like people been lied to about so much that we just skeptical of everything. Right. Especially when it actually seems skeptical. It's like, man, hold up. Like black businesses that's that's growing, never been late on a bill and nothing like that. And the guy who owns the whole uh the whole little complex, he came and talked on Lincoln Ware show. Right. And pretty much said they want me to illegally evict her and said, if I don't evict her, then they're going to come after me and try to take the whole property away from me. Well, you know,
1: again, Redding Road is prime real estate. Anything on Redding Road, in my opinion, is, is has the potential to be electric because to me, Redding Road is just so vital. And I think it's a way of measuring the health of the overall city. Like, in my opinion, when when Redding Road is electric all the way up to the Rose Line, and I mean electric and new business, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, it it looks like over the Rhine, but there's still black people there, like Mm -hmm. driving businesses are opening up new storefronts. That's going to say great great things about the overall health of the city. But um, I did not hear that conversation with Mr. Lincoln Ware. I am aware of it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, again, all that's going to do is fuel the cynicism that people have about the city and and the moves they make. Mm -hmm. It's unfortunate for the city.
0: If they want to fix something on Red Road, go after them. Uh, them toother prots that be down there. The tooth to pro- <laughs> the prostitutes that just be walking uh, down
1: there, like right. It's deep down there, man. It is. I've seen. It. I've, I've heard about it. Shall I say,
0: man? Drive down, <laughs> drive down Red One time, you're gonna see a lot of uh, things for sale. <laughs> um, Apple. man, it's a lot of butt for sale down there, man. A lot of chilling protectors for sale. What um. Why Why does the buzz change Is its, its, its the way it works over and over and over?
1: <laughs> That's the million-dollar question, right? Well, you know, I worked there for like 15 years, and while I was there, they switched formats twice. Mm-hmm. So I left, what, three years ago and went online a few months. Like three months after leaving there, I went online. Best decision I ever made professionally by far. Uh, all the fresh, all the dope online. The internet is where it's happening. Mm-hmm. Digital is the future. But um, I can't tell you, man, you have to ask the management that. And I'll be honest with you, I think that's a fair question. And that's a question I really haven't heard, like, anybody in mainstream media. Everyone's been applauding the return of the buzz, and I applaud their return as well. I think it's great for the community. Um, I believe in more talk, not less. Mm-hmm. I think that if you look at, like, the various media channels and, like, the people that's the hosts. You know, white folks, they got multiple media channels. Why can't black folks have multiple media channels, right, in the city of Cincinnati? We, we, We can't have enough media channels that's focused on our issues where black folks can turn into it and the friends of black folks can turn into it and see what's going on. For whatever reason so I, I 100% think it's a
0: great thing mm-hmm. but I'll be honest with you I never thought it was a good thing for them to go away from the format in the first place who was unhappy with the talk radio format it's a lot of people I, who listen every day yeah that's
1: that's a fair question I think it's a question that the community should ask I
0: don't know the answer
1: to that you know I wasn't in management so I can't really answer that I will say that you know the notion that black talk radio don't make money I don't believe in that because I'm on the internet and I've been able to cobble together, you know, money and make money from what I'm doing. You know, I've worked with a lot of big sponsors in the city and I'm on the internet. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's a question that, you know, other people should ask. And I think that's fair. I really can't, I can't, I really can't answer that. What I can say is that in the last three years, there's been an explosion in digital media. Yeah. There's an explosion. You know, black people in the city of Cincinnati have not been sitting around waiting for the buzz to come back. They've been tuning in to people on satellite radio, they've been tuning into the YouTube, they've been u- u- tuning into the internet. I mean, there is an explosion of black voices that you can press a button on your phone and listen to, mm-hmm. and you can find what you're looking for. You know, whether it's a, you know, psh, you know, whatever, You know, whether you got a real, real Pan-African view, or you got a progressive black view, there are voices out there, mm-hmm. and a lot of people have, you know, sort of redeveloped their schedule to try to find what they was looking for. Mm -hmm. So for me, I've been in the digital space online in the mornings, I do a a live show from 7am to 10am. You know, we talk about local issues, Mm NathanIvy.com. And the buzz returning is not gonna affect me Mm -hmm. because the people that listen to me want to listen to me. Mm
2: -hmm. And that's what
1: I love about digital media. You don't get as many casual listeners but you have a stronger strength of relationship with your with each and every person that listens to you. Mm-hmm. So the folks that take the time to go to my website and press that button, that's because they want to be there. Right, yeah. Th- those are my people, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how you got to look at it. You might have a smaller audience, but you got a stronger strength of relationship. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's incumbent upon, you know, digital you know, content creators to cultivate those relationships because right. that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And when I heard about the news of the buzz, I, you know, I was told that people said a lot of flattering things about me and mm-hmm. where's Nathan? That's great. A lot of but, ladies, wasn't it? Well, I'm a sorry. A lot of I,
0: ladies, wasn't
1: it? It might have been. It <laughs> might have <laughs>
0: been. Only, only lady I'm
1: worried about is the wifey.
0: Right? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's it. But, but you uh, got to admit, you got to, how do you deal with like radio groupies? Man,
1: I, I don't. I don't. It's never been an issue for me, you know. Uh, You know, whether you're on radio or not, you know, a man who's got any kind of style or about himself always got options. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So being on a radio is not necessarily going to bring you more or less women. I never really, I don't know. But then being married, you know, you know how it is, man. There's a certain line you just don't cross. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I would never, I don't have any radio groupies. I got a lot of female supporters that listen to the show. They like the flows. They get something out of it. And, you know, I seriously try to cultivate those relationships and, you know, that's how I look at it. That's them superlative flow. <laughs> you see how he flipped it on me like
0: that? <laughs> yeah, man.
1: That's no what, flip. I mean, that's just how it really is. They, I just,
3: but I, I feel like, because I, I remember listening to you years ago, and I feel like that when you come across the way that you come across, and, and even if you're not, and like in so many words, you're not letting it be known that I'm not about this bullcrap. crap, I'm about this, you won't even have to deal with Anybody trying to, you may have one person that may say something, be in your inbox or something like that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind it. of out of,
3: out of, out of, off, out of line a little bit. But once you, once you set the precedence and you stick to what you own and you never waver, you really won't have that issue. Like you know, you won't have that issue too much. I
1: mean, every you let it, has it be been. known.
3: I'm married, right? You letting it be known, right? You know what I mean? You still might have somebody say something, but still, when you stick into what you, what you, what you originally. Came across whenever it was that you you got married, and whenever you let it be known to the public, this is who it is, this is all it's about, and you stuck with that, and then nobody ever seen anything different from you. They gotta respect it, even if they attracted to you, they gonna respect it for them, you know.
1: That's, I think that's true for the most part. Yeah. Like, people pick up on your vibe. Mm-hmm. I mean, i gotten a few DMs, man, but it ain't nothing I've really ever try to dwell on mm-hmm. or respond to. It just comes with the game. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? A black mm-hmm. man with a strong voice and a microphone. You know what I'm saying? Mama mm-hmm. didn't too do. Mama and daddy didn't do too bad. Right. That's what I'm saying. You yeah. saying? It's, 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 it's the, the voice thing. You know,
0: that's it. Right. It's got to be the voice thing. I know voice, experience right. myself. And my voice ain't even that deep unless I make it like that. Because I'm trying to do something. But I like older women, man. 65 and up. 65? Yes. I like for that thing to be out of commission. That way we ain't got no mistakes happening. I think you got to lane all <laughs> for yourself, brother. It, I wish, man. Oh, it's oh, more and oh. more people talking about they, they like older women, man. Really?
1: Yes. They copy.
0: Teach them, his own, man.
1: man. Nothing wrong with that. They trying. They, they I won't be my married style. to an older woman, hopefully if I live long enough one day.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But y'all going to be the same age. Around right. the same age. I'm okay. talking about. You're doing now. 30 years old. Yeah, man. Somebody who's just going to show me some love, put me some food in this Tupperware. Throw some money in that in that uh, cash app? I don't even need your money, man. No? I just appreciate. They appreciate you more because they ain't been appreciated in a while. Okay. You just be like, you beautiful. she would be like, thank you. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it, man. You kind of look like John P. Key, man. A bit. Who was that now? John P. Key? No, I don't know who that is. He's a gospel artist. Look him up. John P. Nobody ever told me that before. I've heard King Griffey. King Gr- Yeah, kind of. Griffey. Kinda. Yeah, I've heard that. I get that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show you a picture of John P.K. You're going to be like, what? I should be getting paid. That's, um, my, that's my tether. Jerry Tolliver. We talked yeah. about her for a second. She got one of the most... I don't know how to describe. Her voice is like... It sound like... It sound like feathers in... And stars. She sound like an anime character. And I'm, I used to like listening to her, too. Because, you know, everybody. It's like real airy, whimsical type voice. Um, what happened to her? Is it the same type of thing that happened with you? Oh, yeah. So uh, my last
1: day in uh, commercial talk radio working for what is now known as Urban Run 1. That was Back then it was known about Radio 1 was like, I don't know, December. First week in December in 2015 or sixteen. It was three years ago. Can't nobody make up their mind. So, I mean, you know, she was let go on the same day. Mm -hmm. So, but Jerry and I stayed connected. You know what's funny? Back when I was working for Jerry as a program director, she used to always tell me to go on the internet. Mm -hmm. Go on the internet. Go on the internet. You should go on the internet. You should do, you should go on the internet. I'm like, on the internet, I'm on commercial radio. What's so funny is that once we both let commercial radio we ended up working together on an internet vehicle mm-hmm. send so, digital, digital media right <clears throat> so she she's been instrumental in a lot of different ways behind the scenes but she currently does a podcast called the b-word mm-hmm. the b-word and she kicked it off with kenya owens who is the uh, the wife of gary owens mm-hmm. and uh they, very very interesting and kenya had to move she moved to california and who knows we might pick it back up but she's continued with that project so, for people who like Jerry, go on our Facebook page, send digital media, check out the podcast. Yeah, man. And uh, I was just talking with her a couple of days ago, and we were talking about the buzz. And I can't speak for Jerry. I'll let
0: her speak for herself. Uh, but she's got some some definitely strong opinions about everything. Mm-hmm. I like Jerry Tolliver. I had to, I can't listen to her late at night or early in the morning, though. I almost <laughs> fell asleep and crashed several times. Is that I want right? her to read me bedtime stories. Is that right? She got that voice, man. It's like a pillow. A lot of people like her voice. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so you're not going back to the buzz? Uh, no, I don't have any plans on doing that. No.
1: People ask me, like, did they reach out to you? No, I haven't. Mm-hmm. And they ask me, well, they ask you to come back, would you? I would entertain any conversation. Mm-hmm. I don't say no to anything. Yeah. If somebody called me to ask me to do something and I can do it, I'm there. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, I'm 100% on my grind. My grind is uh, furthering the Nathan Ivey show. I want to make it. The number one internet talk show. No offense or anything like that, but that's my goal, right? Everybody's <laughs> goal should be number one, right? Yeah. That's my goal. I want to be the number one internet talk show host in Cincinnati, and I want to uh, further establish Send Digital Media as a as a new urban voice in Cincinnati, just using the power of podcasting and digital media. So that's what I'm about. So, you know, you know, I, you know, honestly, I'd heard about this before it really broke into media, and when I first heard about it, I thought, man, that's great for the community. People are gonna be really excited. But it doesn't change what I do the next day. Mm-hmm. Like tomorrow I'm doing a show at 7 a.m. Yeah. and every day after that. Mm-hmm. And I'm moving forward with seeing digital media. So I'm just about 100% on my grind. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't really matter what's happening to the right. It don't matter what's happening to the left. I don't give a damn who's in this market. I'm here mm-hmm. and we ain't going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause we believe in the power of uh, black voices, female voices and more talk, not less. And in the digital age, you can't have enough voices and opportunities to hear people that's educated about what's going on where you live. Mm-hmm. So our focus is inside that I-275 loop, where I live, where we live, right? Mm-hmm. right. And uh, it's not going to change. You know, I talked with the team. We huddled up on the phone. Everybody's super energized. Yeah. And uh, we think the buzz being back in the market is a great thing. And, um, you know, it's, it's business as usual for us. Yeah. Right. It's not going to change my relationship with our sponsors. Mm-hmm. Uh it's not going to change the relationship we have with our talent. It just it's just nothing more than a, a spiritual sort of energizing thing because the amount of work I put into it don't change because of something else somebody else does. Mm-hmm. This is what I got. I'm at 10 right now. Mm-hmm. So um the only thing that happens is you know I have the quiet satisfaction of knowing that I was right.
2: Yeah. That yeah.
1: this city does deserve, you know, you know media platforms where black people can talk to black people about what black people want to talk about mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah I, um i think that's just powerful man because it's an ownership mentality and it's also like uh whenever you get into that mentality where you you ain't a comparison you always gonna lose You always man. gonna lose so just keep your head always down Always gonna lose, right I, I think that's where i'm at right now man like certain stuff kind of be bugging me sometimes but i just when I get like that, I just work on some new editing or work on some new footage, something to keep me going in my direction, man. Because one plus one is two, and consistency is usually the only thing that's missing out the equation of why you're not winning because you're not at it all the time. Consistency is key, Definitely.
1: all the way around the board, right? It, it's it's that, you know that's the key of winning any championship. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Consistency, mm-hmm. man. Um, some more questions I wanted to ask you. Um... What do you think about this uh, Alabama abortion?
1: Well, I feel the same way now as I have done my old, my whole adult life, and I think that the abortion issue is one that men should step out of the room and let these ladies run their own bodies. I'm sick and tired of these these old white guys, and that's who it is, at the state house, trying to tell women what to do with their bodies, and it pisses me off. You know, I think that. Uh, You know a woman who makes a decision about whatever she wants to do whether she wants to terminate her pregnancy that's a huge conversation and and, and in my personal life i exercise the same consistency as i do on the air if i'm not willing to come to your house and help you with some money if you decide to have a kid then i said conversation period so i think too many people got their own personal viewpoints about who should have a baby and abortion that's all good But if you're not willing to chip into that pot, then shut the hell up and stay out of it. What burns me up about these Republicans, man, is they're hypocrites. They claim to love babies. They love babies so much until the baby is born. Mm -hmm. And then they want to restrict welfare. They want to force women back away from the household because that's what welfare was set up to do. So babies can stay home. Mothers can stay home and raise their babies. Right. Mm -hmm. But they, they have no responsibility to the social safety net. Republican policies are always trying to cut that social safety net, but then they want to force
0: women to have a baby. I don't get it. I, I see what you're saying. And, um, but the bill, the bill is that um, it's a felony for any doctor. If any doctor is to give an abortion in Alabama um, for any other purpose, other than the, the safety of the mother that's pregnant It's it's a felony for, for the doctor. And I think also for the, for the woman, Right. I didn't know that about the woman, I know that about the doctor. So I'm not sure. I think um I think women can say what needs to be done to their bodies, but it's also it also should include the father of that child also. Do you not think that? Well, I mean if we're gonna have the
1: whole conversation, like I'm I I believe that women should have the right to terminate a pregnancy if they decide to. At but the- I also believe that men should have the right to sever their parental responsibilities if they decide to. Now, the first part of that conversation is a lot easier to, converse, to have a conversation about than the second part, because when you start talking about men's rights, mm-hmm. that's something that our society and a lot of women just ain't used to. Like a lot of women look at men's rights as taking away women's rights, but it don't have to be that way. So that's I, the I believe in that comparison mind state. You would say what? That's that comparison mind state. Yeah, yeah, it's it, right. It's that. It's, it's that people feel like if a man is getting, some women feel like if a man is getting rights is taken away from a woman. No. I think that a woman should have a right to terminate her pregnancy. I think that a man should have the right to sever his parental responsibilities if that's what he decides to do so.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't
1: think that anybody should be forced to be a parent unless they really want to be so.
0: See, man, I think I think incest, rape, things like that, you should be able to go ahead and have an abortion. But anything Absolutely. outside of there, you kind of got to just like exercise self-discipline. Because if you don't have money to raise a kid, then maybe you shouldn't engage in sexual acts. Welcome back to the Now i Talking About Radio Show, 91.7 WVXU, your HD2 station. Or you can stream us live on Radio Artifact, thicket.com, come Yeah, man, we back for another week. Uh, My man, got a guest in the house. It's been a pretty good week. It's starting to heat up. It's been real uncomfortable. It's time to take them hoodies off. I still got mine on though. I'm living my fat world as long as I can keep my hoodie on. Uh, Like I say, it's getting warmer. There's more people outside. Shorts are getting shorter. So it's a lot of good views out here. The pool is finally open. Go ahead, dunk yourself in a Greek bathhouse if you want. I always hate getting in the pool, really, because uh, I was traumatized as a kid. Got into the pool, and you see the Band-Aid floating by, and then you lift your hand out the water, and there's somebody's chest hair on every knuckle. It's definitely gross. Uh, But yeah, man, I hope you're enjoying your year so far. It's already the end of May, pretty much. It's crazy. But yeah, man, we got a we got a special guest in the house, a guy you might know from around the city, a guy with the superlative flows. You know what I'm talking about, y'all. Yeah. What no uh, I'm talking about, right? Yeah. So uh, introduce yourself, man. Well, my name is Nathan Ivy. I flow, therefore I am. Yeah, man. Absolutely, the, one man, one microphone, one mission. Yeah, that's interesting too. The one man, one microphone thing. Um, I want to get into that a little bit later about yeah. how you finesse that and how you keep yourself going with only one person. I know sometimes I need somebody to just bounce some ideas off of and everything like that, but uh, definitely welcome to the show. We appreciate Thank you me. coming through. Appreciate it. My, yeah. my, my honor, man. Appreciate it. I love what you do. I've been listening for a while. I've been listening. I used to have to go to work real early, so I, I know all about little Buddha and uh, is that right? the superlative flows uh, and the man. early morning wake up. So, But uh, well, now she's medium Buddha. She's I see. 14 now. And
1: I call her Little Buddha. She's like, nah, Dad, medium Buddha. How's that, How is that <laughs> I,
0: having your girl
1: grow up? Uh, it's great on one hand because I love when kids grow up because as a parent, you got to do less stuff. That's always better. Mm-hmm. But then secondly, it's just she's one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I told my wife all the time, we created one of my best friends. Yeah. So we got a deeper relationship now. I'm like My conversations with my daughter is just, uh, it's just so sensitive. It's so intimate. Uh just in the sense of, you know, it's two people that love each other, right? Yeah. And so every conversation we have is, like, straight from the heart
0: and sincere. And you're never really going to find the love you get from your kid, somebody who actually needs you and needs your nurturing and touching, everything like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as I'm learning, man, like, you know, I tell this story all the time, me and the wifey, we, we never set out to have kids. Yeah. It was just God's blessing. Yeah. And my son, who is four now, you know, he was born even though my wife's twos were tied. Mm. So we thought we was done, right? So we are <laughs> looking at the sunset, empty nesters, right? Yeah. But it just was just wasn't God's plan. It wasn't the way it was supposed to go. So, you know, we 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 offer him into the we welcome him into the family as a blessing. And I just left him a little while ago, man. It's when you got that special connection with your kids, it's hard to tear away from. Mm-hmm. So the things that take me away from my family are important to me, mm-hmm. and you know, like I said, I respect what you're doing. That's why I had to be here when you made the request.
0: And I appreciate it, definitely appreciate it. Just have my co-host walk in, vibe one.
3: Peace, peace. What's going on, everybody? Traffic is a mug today, I but um, I don't. I think they're working, and it's raining crazy. So that mixture is, is a bad thing. But peace and love. I'm here. Continue on speaking.
0: When is yeah. it not construction going on on 75, man? Damn. All parts of 75, like in every state pretty much. It's always happening. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and you from the city, right?
1: Born and raised, yep. Born and raised. Born and raised. I was a, a Section 8 kid, okay. right? For people remember that, that program growing up with a single mother, uh, oldest of five kids. Yeah. So we moved all over. Mm-hmm. But my grandparents owned a property over in Walnut Hill, so I would spend my summers over there. And then, like later on, like my high school years, I spent all there. So I, I always claim Wana Hills, but I lived in I lived in Mount Healthy for Park, mm-hmm. Lynn Street, uh, Auburn
0: Avenue. I've lived all over the street, all over the city. Mm-hmm. All right, and um, the thing I like about. The way you present, kind of, kind of tell people what you do. Other than that, so we can.
1: So for a long time, and I'm, a, I'm a talk radio guy, right? I'm a broadcaster. Started at Waif way back in like 1996, right? Mm-hmm. I was in high school. I mean, not high school. I was in college, on my way to law school, and uh, a partner of mine. We we answered an ad that was in the paper. I think it was in City B Magazine, and Waif was looking for summer broadcasters. Mm-hmm. So we put in an application. They accepted it. And we ended up getting a show on Friday, which, as I came to understand, was like Black Night. That's when they had all the Afrocentric, talking drum, Ojinga, Ojinga with the drums. The cats over there, man. So I didn't really, we didn't have no idea what we was getting into. Yeah. But once I started doing it, I just fell in love with the medium. I love connecting with people. I love, like, you know, analyzing what was in the news, processing it, and then throwing it out there to, to provoke thought. So from the jump and even to the day, I look at myself as an agent provocateur, right? I want to provoke the conversation. I want to stir the pot mm-hmm. so we can start thinking about how we get ourselves into a better place. And, you know, so so my radio career started at Wafe, And then at some point, they started a radio talk, an a all-black talk station that was owned by the Love family called The Buzz. And mm-hmm. folks, might remember, they just came back this week. They changed their format from mostly talk I mean, mostly uh, music to back to talk. Yeah. So uh, I started there. I just hounded the program director, Jerry Tolliver, because I was looking for a shot. Yeah. And literally, it was so long ago, it seems like in technology, that I literally sent her a disc. I literally sent her a disc. Yeah. <laughs> I walked into the radio station, put a disc, as opposed to like emailing her a file or a link to stream or whatever else. Yeah. And... Uh, you know it, it wasn't overnight you know it took a while but eventually you know for whatever her reason she later told me the story of her mm-hmm. end she answered it i ended up like sitting in for a couple of cats that was doing late night shows and mm-hmm. then eventually they offered me the spot so i started doing like a, a nightly show on the buzz and then doing straight talk live which was on the whiz on sunday straight mornings. Talk live. yeah yeah picking up for the great and the how
0: yeah man yeah i miss hearing like the old like Just that theme song. Yeah. Talking straight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I grew up listening to
1: that. So just imagine, I grew up listening to that. I get into talk radio. Boom, now I'm in that spot. Mm
2: -hmm. So
1: I just took it as a real honor, right? I took it like a big responsibility for the community. Mm -hmm. So it it was less about my ego, and it was more about, like, what's important? Who's not saying what? Because I I came from the hip-hop era. The Mm hip-hop era was about keeping it real. Yeah. Right, One of my favorite groups is Public Enemy And they didn't suffer fools lightly So I, I took that same energy into talk radio And sort of like melded into my own what I call flow
0: Yeah, and that's what I wanted to get into Because you got a, a hip-hop perspective On uh, pretty much everything You kind of flip everything into hip-hop terms and You call it like accessible for the streets To be able to digest How important is that to you To, for, to break it down in a way where he, a layman can get it, Street you know. Layman.
1: You know, I didn't set out to do that way, man. I, it, it was just, it was just more natural. Yeah. Like naturally, I feel like, you know, part of what good black media does is translate. Mm-hmm. So that's how I looked at it. You know, it's like, okay, great. You know, I got the ability to translate this and break it down to what it really is, to break it all the way down to the very last compound, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's how I took it. You know, stop stop with all the fluff and the bluster. And, and and
0: the talking points here is what it is mm-hmm. you know so that's what I figured that was my charge yeah man um we've been here for about a year and we went from am to fm on 91.7 and uh i'm still trying to figure out how to like convey I'm, I'm i feel like i need to break it down to simpler terms more often too but i'm trying to also uh secure certain spots so uh yeah <laughs> you say public enemy yeah, oh yeah. This is the hip-hop guy. If you don't know, you ever heard of Watusi Tribe? Yeah. Yeah, Vibe One. Oh, so, really? Yeah, man. Okay,
3: much respect. No doubt, definitely. We've yeah. we been on the buzz. We went to the buzz a couple times, I believe, back in the day, getting interviewed. Uh-huh. Yeah, especially when, um, uh, what was the building that it was in? Um,
1: Back when it was over in uh, Roseline?
3: One, maybe I think once, then and then did it move? At some point in time, did it? Um, make sure I'm not kind of getting it mixed up with somebody with another station because we've been on the several. I know we've been on the Buzz though. And I remember going on there and speaking. Um, at the same time that um, what was this? Early two thousands. It was like early two thousands going towards. It's so weird to think. 2000 being so far away that it is because we still in the 2000s. Yes. It's weird for me to... I'm yes. better at going to, 90, to the 90s and 80s and feeling like there was a stretch of time, but it's really been a long time. It's 20 years, Yeah, right? it's, crazy. it's crazy. But, uh, yeah, we've been in there a couple times being so...
0: What's your favorite, uh, song? Hip-hop song, man? Shit, too many, man. Too many, you know.
1: It, it's hard to say just one. Because I'm much more of like uh, I listen to the kind of music Like even when I worked In commercial radio Working with The bi- the Wiz And stuff like that I never really listened To a lot of it Because you know I don't like my music Program to me I'm much more of a Whatever I feel in the moment Type guy right? yeah. So it's hard to say Just one song So I might get caught up With a melody yeah. Or that's a new track or for whatever reason, it could be somebody posting something or something like that. It reminds me of an old school track, and then I get I get on that kick for a little while. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like somebody might post something, and I'm like, oh, I might rediscover Nas for a little while, right? Mm-hmm. Or it might be some new joint. Like I was been listening to Nipsey just because I wasn't really familiar with listening to his music. I was aware of who he was, mm-hmm. but not as an artist. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I've been listening to Nipsey for the last couple of weeks. Now I'm kind of off that kick and
0: on to something else. So, baby. Man, and it's getting to the point where they just using Nipsey for exploitation. Now I seen somebody throwing a Nipsey Blue party, and they was like, know. "You like, what are you doing?" Like,
1: well, well, you know, that's what that's what the culture that that digital culture is all a lot about, right? You know, that digital culture is all about being fast, mm-hmm. and then picking up on what everybody else is talking about. Mm-hmm. So it depends on what their spirit is. If their spirit is like, "Are we gonna try to like?" We're gonna try to promote the positive side of Nipsey and try to make some money. I ain't mad at that. I ain't mad at that at all.
0: But I don't think that's what it is. It's gonna be a party where people are gonna be shaking shaking it up and drinking uh big liquor. It's like it's not yeah. it's nothing about what he stood for to 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 like push his message. It's just like it's the Nipsey blue party. It's gonna be hoes there. You better come through like Come on, man. Well, you know,
2: like
1: I told you, you know. It, I think it would be smart if, like, somebody picked up on that Nipsey vibe. Because what was he all about? He was all about, like, progression. you know, like, he was all about, like, buy up your block before they do, right? Yeah. He was all about investing your block before the white man or whoever you might want to say is they comes in and do it for you. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of people in Cincinnati are sitting around and they belly bellyaching about what's happening. But the question needs to be asked, what you've been doing for the last 15 years? Mm-hmm. So you look at Warner Hills. Wanda Hills has been an investment for 15 years. They ain't just started being an investment. Mm-hmm. You know, there's black folks out there that can collectively put their money together and make these kind of things happen. And there's some black folks out there that's got money in their own bank account that can make these kind of things happen. Mm-hmm. But what I would say about that in the city of Cincinnati, like, if you want to adopt that Nipsey Hustle value, well, then look at Price Hill. You know, do a little research and look at what people who are making big development moves, what neighborhoods are they looking at? Mm-hmm. There are some moves to be made in this city. Mm -hmm. You can still make money. There's property to be bought in this city. Uh, I was just inside of, I do a group page called The Friends Who Like the Nathan Ivey Show. It's mostly like local folks. So we're in there trying to figure out, like, how can we take this small community and impact a larger community? And part of that is just coming up with ideas and saying, boom, I'm going to throw it into the ether, run with it. Like somebody listening right now got the bread to go out there and buy up a couple of properties, flip it for themselves, Mm -hmm. or to start some type of collective that you can actually have an impact in the community. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Not everything in Cincinnati has been bought up. Over the Rhine, that's over with. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Warner Hills, there's still parts of it, but the main parts, that's over with. You waited too late. Ah. But there are some spots in this city that are ripe for investment. And instead of you know people just worrying about the displacement, And I appreciate that. That's a great conversation we should have. They should also be looking forward, like, well, how can I get ahead Mm -hmm. of these developers, right, Mm -hmm. and get you a piece of this cheap property and flip it like everybody else? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm
0: saying? Why can't we do that in our community? You think the Lions Then you think that's what's really going on with the Lions Then That's what the talk is. You know, I, yeah, from yeah. what I heard, yeah, it was some
1: people was like lions. Then wait a minute, I go there all the time. No, nah, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, that's a problem. I did see that the city decided to back away from trying to shut it down, at least in the short term. Mm. But I also understand there might be some legal, um, some legal, some legal consequences that the owner might be dealing with. Mm. And if things go that way, it might trigger some type of eviction or something like that. Mm. I was just good. Just good. It was just good to see that black people. You know, to support black entrepreneurs and the black community stood up and let their voice be heard. So I know members in my audience, you know, go to the lion's den and Mm -hmm. they told me, Nate, hey, it's no problem. And so it, it makes you wonder. I think it's fair. I think it says I think it says a lot about the city that when a story comes out that in the media, that people are suspicious. And if I was the city of Cincinnati, I would I would deep deal, drip, drill deeper into why there's so much cynicism when a story like that goes up. Like some people think that the city's office is being used to spur development for non-black people. Let's keep it real, right? That's what people think. Mm-hmm. So if that's what people think, well, maybe there's some truth to it or maybe it's BS. But either way, I think that if you're the city, you should pay attention to that and ask yourself why people are cynical about the moves they're making. And you know, these various departments and what their
0: real motivations are. I think that's just the sign of the times now. Like people been lied to about so much that we just skeptical of everything. Right. Especially when it actually seems skeptical. It's like, man, hold up. Like black businesses that's that's growing, never been late on a bill and nothing like that. And the guy who owns the whole uh the whole little complex, he came and talked on Lincoln Ware show. Right and pretty much said they want me to illegally evict her and said, if I don't evict her, then they gonna come after me and try to take the whole property away from me.
1: Well, you know, again, Redding Road is prime real estate. Anything on Redding Road, in my opinion, is is, has the potential to be electric because to me, Redding Road is just so vital. And I think it's a way of measuring the health of the overall city. Like, in my opinion, when, when Reading Road is electric all the way up to the Rose line, and I mean electric and new business, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it looks like over the Rhine, but there's still black people there, like mm-hmm. driving businesses are opening up new storefronts. That's going to say great thing about great things about the overall health of the city. But um, I did not hear that conversation with Mr. Lincoln where I am aware of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, again, all that's going to do is fuel the cynicism that people have about the city and, and the moves they make. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate for the city.
0: If they want to fix something on Redden Road, go after them, uh, them tooth to props that be down there. The tooth to pro- <laughs> The prostitutes that just be walking uh, down there like... Right. It's deep down there, man. It is. I've seen it.
1: I've, I've heard about it, Shall I say.
0: Man, drive down dri- <laughs> drive down Redden one time, you're going to see a lot of uh, things for sale. <laughs> um, have fun. Man, it's a lot of butt for sale down there, man. <laughs> a lot of chilling protectors for sale. What, um... Why, why does the buzz change Is its, its, its the way it works over and over and over? <laughs>
1: That's the million dollar question, right?
0: Well, you know, I worked
1: there for like 15 years. And while I was there, they switched formats twice.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I left, what, three years ago and went online a few months. Like three months after leaving there, I went online. Best decision I ever made professionally by far. Uh, all the fresh shit, all the dope shit is online. The internet is where it's happening. Mm-hmm. Digital is the future. But um, I can't tell you, man, you have to ask the management that. And I'll be honest with you, I think that's a fair question. And that's a question I really haven't heard like anybody in mainstream media. Everyone's been applauding the return to Buzz, and I applaud their return as well. I think it's great for the community. Um, I believe in more talk, not less. Mm-hmm. I think that if you look at like the various media channels and like the people that's the host, you know, white folks—they got multiple media channels. Why can't black folks have media, m- multiple media channels right in the city of Cincinnati? Right. We 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 can't have enough media channels that's focused on our issues, where black folks can turn into it, and the friends of black folks can turn into it and see what's going on for whatever reason. So I I 100 think it's a great thing.
0: Mm-hmm. But I'll
1: be honest with you, I never thought it
0: was a good thing for them to go away from the format in the first place. Who was unhappy with the talk radio format? It's a lot of. People who listen every day. Yeah, that's, that's a fair question. I think it's a question that the community should
1: ask. I don't know the answer to that. You know, I wasn't in management, so I can't really answer that. I will say that, you know, the notion that black talk radio don't make money, I don't believe in that because I'm on the Internet, and I've been able to cobble together, you know, money and make money from what I'm doing. You know, I've worked with a lot of big sponsors in the city, and I'm on the Internet. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's a question that, you know, other people should ask. And I think that's fair. I really can't. I can't. I really can't answer that. What I can say is that in the last three years, there's been an explosion in digital media.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's an explosion. You know, black people in the city of Cincinnati have not been sitting around waiting for the buzz to come back. Mm-hmm. They've been tuning in to people on satellite radio. They've been tuning into the YouTube. They've been u- u- tuning into the internet. I mean, there is an explosion of black voices. That you can press a button on your phone and listen to Mm -hmm. and you can find what you looking for you know whether it's a you know you know whatever you know whether you got a real real pan-african view or you got a progressive black view there are voices out there Mm -hmm. and a lot of people have you know sort of redeveloped their schedule to try to find what they was looking for Mm -hmm. so for me I've been in the digital space online in the mornings I do a, a live show from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. You know, we talk about local issues, NathanIvy.com. Mm-hmm. And the buzz returning is not going to affect me
2: mm-hmm. because
1: the people that listen to me want to listen to me.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's
1: what I love about digital media. You don't get as many casual listeners, but you have a stronger strength of relationship with your with each and every person that listens to you. Mm-hmm. So the folks that take the time to go to my website and press that button, that's because they want to be there. Right, yeah. Those are my people, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how you got to look at it. You might have a smaller audience, but you got a stronger strength of relationship. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's incumbent upon, you know, digital, you know, content creators to cultivate those relationships. Because right. that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And when I heard about the news of the buzz, I, you know, I was told that people said a lot of flattering things about me. and mm-hmm. Where's Nathan? That's great. A lot of but, ladies, wasn't
0: it? Well, I'm A lot sorry. of ladies, wasn't it? It, it might have been. It <laughs> might have been. <laughs> <laughs> only, only lady I'm worried about is
1: the wifey. Right? Yeah, That's yeah, it. yeah. That's it. But, but you uh,
0: gotta admit, you gotta. How do you deal with like radio groupies? Man, I, I don't. I don't. It's never been an issue for me. You
1: know, uh, you know. You, whether you're on radio or not, you know, a man who's got any kind of style or about himself always got options. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. being on a radio is not necessarily gonna bring you more or less women. I never really. I don't know, but then being married, you know, you know how it is, man. It's a certain line you just don't cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't, I would never, I don't have any radio groupies. I got a lot of female supporters that listen to the show. They like the flows. They get something out of it, and you know, I seriously try to cultivate those relationships. And you know, that's how I look at it.
0: That's yeah. them superlative flows. You see how you <laughs> flipped it on me like that? <laughs> yeah, man. That's no
1: flip. I mean, that's just how it really is. They, I mean,
3: but that, I feel like because I, I remember listening to you years ago, and I feel like that when you come across the way that you come across, and, and even if you're not, and like in so many words, you're not letting it be known that I'm not about this bullcrap. crap, I'm about this, you won't even have to deal with anybody trying to, you may have one person that may say something, be in your inbox or something like that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind
3: it. of out of, out of, out of, off, out of line a little bit, but once you once you set the precedence and you stick to what you own and you never waver, you really won't have that issue. Like you know, you won't have that issue too much.
1: I mean, every you let it be
3: known. I'm married. Right. You, got, you letting it be known. Right. You know what I mean. You still might have somebody say something, but still, when you sticking to what you what you what you originally came across, whenever you, it was that you you got married and whenever you let it be known to the public, this is who it is. This is all it's about, and you stuck with that, and then nobody ever seen anything different from you. They gotta respect it. Even if they're attracted to you. they're gonna respect it for the you know.
1: They, I think that's true for the most part. Yeah. Like people pick up on your vibe.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean I've
1: gotten a few DMs, man, but it ain't nothing that i really ever try to dwell on mm-hmm. or respond to. It just comes with the game. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? A black mm-hmm. man with a strong voice and a microphone. You know what I'm saying? Mama mm-hmm. didn't too do Mom and Daddy didn't do too bad. Right. You know? That's what I'm saying.
0: You know it's, what I'm saying? It's, it's but, the voice thing. You know, thing. that's it. Right. It's gotta be the voice thing. I know <laughs> voice experience right. myself. And my voice ain't even that deep. Unless I make it like that. <laughs> because I'm trying to do something. <laughs> but I like older women, man, 65 and up. 65? Yes. I like for that thing to be out of commission. That way we ain't got no mistakes happening. I think you got to lane all to yourself, brother. It, I wish, man. Oh, There's oh. more and more people talking about they, they like older women, man. Really? Yes.
1: They To each his man. own, man. Nothing wrong with that. They trying. I'm going to be married style. to older woman. Hopefully, if I live long enough one day.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But y'all going to be the same age, around right. the same age. I'm okay. talking about... You're now. 30 years old. <laughs> yeah, man. Somebody who just going to show me some love, put me some food in this Tupperware. Throw some money in that, in that uh, cash app? I don't even need your money, man. No? I just no. appreciate. They appreciate you more because they ain't been appreciated in a while.
2: Okay.
0: You just be like, you beautiful. she be like, thank you. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it, man. You kind of look like John P. Key, man. I love <laughs> who was that now? John P. Key? No, I don't know who that is. He's yeah, a gospel artist. Look him up. John P. Nobody ever told me that before. I've heard Ken Griffey. King, Gr- yeah, kinda, King Griffey. King Griffey, yeah, kind of. Griffey, yeah, I've
1: heard that. I get that all the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show you a picture of John P.K. You're going to be like, what? I should be getting paid. That's, um, my, that's my tether. Jerry Tolliver. We talked yeah. about her for a second. She got one of the most... I don't know how to describe. Her voice is like... It sound like... It sound like feathers in... And stars she sound like an anime character and I'm, i used to like listening to her too because you know everybody it's like real airy whimsical type voice um what happened to her is it the same type of thing that happened with you oh yeah so uh my last day in uh, commercial talk radio working
1: for what is now known as urban run one that was back then it was known about radio one was like, I don't know, December, first week in December in 2015 or 16. It was three years ago.
0: Can't nobody make up their mind.
1: So, I mean, you know, she was let go on the same day. Mm -hmm. So, but Jerry and I stayed connected. You know what's funny? Back when I was working for Jerry as the program director, she used to always tell me to go on the internet. Mm -hmm. Go on the internet. Go on the internet. You should go on the internet. You should do, you should go on the internet. I'm like, on the internet, I'm on commercial radio. What's so funny is that once we both let commercial radio we ended up working together on an internet vehicle send, so, digital, media. send digital media right <laughs> so she she's been instrumental in a lot of different ways behind the scenes but she currently does a podcast called the b word mm-hmm. the b word and she kicked it off with kenya owens who is the uh the wife of gary owens mm-hmm. and uh they, very very interesting and kenya had to move she moved to california and who knows we might pick it back up but she's continued with that project so, for people who like Jerry, go on our Facebook page, send digital media, check out the podcast. Yeah, man. And uh, I was just talking with her a couple of days ago, and we were talking about the buzz. And I can't speak for Jerry. I'll let her speak for herself. Uh, but she's got some some definitely strong opinions about everything. Mm-hmm.
0: I like Jerry Tolliver. I had I can't listen to her late at night or early in the morning, though. I almost fell asleep <laughs> and crashed several times. Is that I want right? her to read me bedtime stories. Is that right? She got that voice, man. It's like a pillow. A lot of people like her voice. <laughs> <laughs> and um so you're not going back to the buzz
1: uh no i don't have any plans on doing that no people ask me like did they reach out to you no i haven't mm-hmm. and they ask me well they ask you to come back would you i would entertain any conversation mm-hmm. i don't say no to anything yeah if somebody called me to ask me to do something and i can do it i'm there yeah. um uh, because you know i'm 100 percent on my grind my grind is uh furthering the nathan ivy show i want to make it the number one internet talk show no offense or anything like that but that's my goal right everybody's goal should be number one right Yeah. that's my goal i want to be the number one internet talk show host in cincinnati and i want to further establish Send digital media as a as a new urban voice in cincinnati just using the power of podcasting and digital media so that's what i'm about so you know you know i you know honestly i heard about this before it really broke into media and when i first heard about it i thought man that's great for the community people are going to be really excited But it doesn't change what I do the next day. Mm -hmm. Like tomorrow, I'm doing a show at 7 a.m. and every day after that. Mm -hmm. And I'm moving forward with seeing digital media. So I'm just about 100% on my grind. And uh, it doesn't really matter what's happening to the right. It don't matter what's happening to the left. I don't give a damn who's in this market. I'm here. Mm -hmm. And we ain't going nowhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because we believe in the power of uh, black voices, female voices, and more talk, not less. And in the digital age... You can't have enough voices and opportunities to hear people that's educated about what's going on where you live. Mm-hmm. So our focus is inside that I-275 loop, where I live, where we live, right? Mm-hmm. right. And uh, it's not going to change. You know, I talked with the team. We huddled up on the phone. Everybody's super energized. Yeah. And uh, we think the buzz being back in the market is a great thing. And, um, you know, it's, it's business as usual for us. Yeah. right it's not going to change my relationship with our sponsors
2: mm-hmm. uh it's
1: not going to change the relationship we have with our talent it just it's just nothing more than a, a spiritual sort of energizing thing because the amount of work i put into it don't change because of something else somebody else does mm-hmm. this is what i got i'm at 10 right now mm-hmm. so um the only thing that happens is you know i have the quiet satisfaction of knowing that i was right
2: yeah. that yeah.
1: this city does deserve you know you know, media platforms
0: where black
1: people can talk to black people about what black people want to talk about.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I think that's just powerful, man. Cause it's an ownership mentality. And it's also like, uh, whenever you get into that mentality where you, you ain't a comparison, you always going to lose. You're always going to lose. So just keep your head always down. Gonna lose, right. I think that's where I'm at right now, man. Like certain stuff kind of be bugging me sometime, but I just, when I get like that, I just work on some new editing or work on some new footage, something to keep me going in my direction, man. Because one plus one is two, and consistency is usually the only thing that's missing out the equation of why you're not winning. It's Absolutely, because you're not at it all the time.
1: Consistency is key, Definitely. all the way around the board, right? It, it's it's you know that's the key of winning any championship. Mm-hmm. Consistency, mm-hmm. man.
0: Um, some more questions I wanted to ask you. Um. What do you think about this uh, Alabama abortion?
1: Because well, I feel the same way now as I have done my old, my whole adult life, and I think that the abortion issue is one that men should step out of the room and let these ladies run their own bodies. I'm sick and tired of these these old white guys, and that's who it is, at the state house, trying to tell women what to do with their bodies, and it pisses me off. You know, I think that. Uh, You know, a woman who makes a decision about whatever she wants to do, whether she wants to terminate her pregnancy, that's a huge conversation. And and, and in my personal life, I exercise the same consistency as I do on the air. If I'm not willing to come to your house and help you with some money, if you decide to have a kid, Mm -hmm. then I said, fuck out the conversation, period. So I think too many people got their own personal viewpoints about who should have a baby and abortion. That's all good. But if you're not willing to chip into that pot, then shut the hell up and stay out of it. What burns me up about these Republicans, man, is they're hypocrites. They claim to love babies. They love babies so much until the baby is born. Mm -hmm. And then they want to restrict welfare. They want to force women back away from the household because that's what welfare was set up to do. So babies can stay home. Mothers can stay home and raise their babies, right? Mm -hmm. But they, they have no responsibility to the social safety net. Republican policies are always trying to cut
0: that social safety net, but then they want to force women to have a baby. I don't get it. I, I see what you're saying, and um, but the bill, the bill is that um, it's a felony for any doctor if any doctor is to give an abortion in Alabama um, for any other purpose other than the the safety of the mother that's pregnant. It's it's a felony for for the doctor, and I think also for the for the woman, right? I didn't know that about the woman. I know that about the doctor, so I'm not sure. I think, um, I think women can say what needs to be done to their bodies, but it's also it also should include the father of that child. Also, do you not think that?
1: Well, I
0: mean, if we're gonna have
1: the whole conversation, like I'm, I, I believe that women should have the right to terminate a pregnancy if they decide to, At but the- I also believe that men should have the right to sever their parental responsibilities if they decide to. Now, the first part of that conversation is a lot easier to, converse, to have a conversation about than the second part. Because when you start talking about men's rights, yeah. that's something that our society and a lot of women just ain't used to. Like, a lot of women look at men's rights as taking away women's rights, but it don't have to be that way. So I, I believe in that. That's comparison
0: mind state. You want to say what? That's that comparison mind state.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it, right. It's that, it's, it's that people feel like if a man is getting, some women feel like if a man is getting rights, it's taken away from a woman. No. I think that a woman should have a right to terminate her pregnancy. I think that a man should have the right to sever his parental responsibilities if that's what he decides to do so.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't think
1: that anybody should be forced to be a parent unless they really want to be so.
0: See, man, I think I think incest, rape, things like that, you should be able to go ahead and have an abortion. But anything Absolutely. outside of there, you kind of got to just like exercise self-discipline. Because if you don't have money to raise a kid, then maybe you shouldn't engage in sexual acts. My penis don't even get hard unless I got some money. Like it's, you're, you're setting yourself up for a hard situation. And I think, I think that when you give a woman all that power, she then has to not be accountable to anything. So you can continue to make these babies and not be accountable. And it's always the guy going to jail because he can't support the kid or the the guy giving up his parental rights if you think you're in a position where you want to give up parental rights you shouldn't be having sex sex is a specific task that yields specific results you can say you can say condoms and all that but you had to be smart about your decisions or else you're setting yourself up to hate your baby's mom have multiple babies mothers and then that creates a um that creates hatred between black and white. I mean, black and black relationships between the man and the woman. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about us specifically. It's We got to be smarter about what how we engage so we don't get certain results. I feel like my mom and my dad didn't love each other, and I kind of feel how that was put on me in certain aspects. I, I feel like if you, it, it's hard to love something that you don't love how you made it. Where it came from. Yeah, where it came from and the energy you're putting into it. Like, we just got to be smarter about that. Because you creating legacies, and it's not just about the, me- the, the mother or the father. What position are you putting this child in? How hard is it going to be growing up without that balance? Or knowing that one of your parents didn't want you?
3: Mm-hmm. Or things like that. It's definitely, excuse me, bro. Yeah, it's definitely ahead. a thing to where <clears throat> the two people that's coming together and thinking they just having fun knowing even if you got a, you know because how many times we find out somebody has gotten pregnant and they were wearing a condom or was on the pill or it still can happen so it's like yeah in that stage because uh, i try to have these conversations with my kids man like live your life and i know you got hormones and 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 all this different all these different things come about and you think you in love with somebody yeah but these boys are young yeah. and you find and their hormones is talking to them, so they love you right now, right now. You and never, vice versa. Yeah, you both both ways. So you never know what's what's gonna happen. So if y'all not gonna listen to me and wait, like I would like for y'all to wait, but then here's everything that can come along with it. Here's everything that um uh these are the possibilities, uh, pros and cons of continue continuing being sexually active or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So but i i also agree with what you're saying as far as the politicians because what it is is like you give supposedly these programs that are supposed to help the women like you say uh, uh stay at home and take care of the kids but then it's uh, on one end you give another on another end uh, another perspective you're taking away uh 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 opportunities or whatever so basically you're keeping the system going yeah. where this child go ahead and this child is born and is raised up you take all these other things away from them and then what they're thinking later on down the line this would be a child that that are going to the business of prison yeah and we By keep that money going, going you know so it's a whole like it's a thing to where it's systematically we getting things that seem like oh that's, that's a good thing we getting this type of we getting this bill passed we getting this and like they're helping you, but behind their back they got this other thing that's coming right down the pipeline. As soon as you take that, and then we hitting you with the, you know, we hitting you with this this uh, sucker punch. So it's always a thing where we have to really, people, not even just black people, but but we we are black. You have to really think about this stuff. You gotta man. be it ain't mindful just like, about the
0: outcome. Yeah, just, just like
3: not, and is and that's not that's not sexy to us. That's not hip to be actually having thinking. At, especially at a young age, thinking about what we're doing before we go in and do it. Nah, I'm a little tipsy, you little tipsy, you look good, <laughs> you looking good in them. Let's just get it popping. And, and you don't, the ramifications after the fact is just like, man, you never expect it. Even to me, I had my children in the mid-twenties or whatever, married and all that, but I thought I was ready. Yeah. And nah, I had to be made ready. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But luckily, I was raised a certain kind of way to where a lot of the things that, men who are less and women who are less ready to deal with responsibilities even if it comes out of nowhere i was kind of bred to be able to deal with it but i see my mom and my dad go through their issues like i see my i was there in the house with my dad to 12 13 then he was gone my brother who's six and a half years younger than me really didn't have him there and my sister who's almost 10 years younger than me does does not know him Knows what he looked like, seen him here and there, but they don't know the man that I know. And it creates resentment. Like yeah. it might be
0: cool as a kid, but once you start trying to find yourself in your 20s, yeah. especially as a man, yeah. around like 27, you start asking questions and these questions can't be answered. Now you resent yourself. You resent your father. You start looking at your mom skeptically, like because it's like, what what type of mind state was you in? Like how come you weren't holding it down like and thinking more about
3: because the that's me. <laughs> Me, I'm glad you just said it, because me, I'm I'm all for the defense of my mama. And a lot of people, then, are, but what that creates is, there's nowhere in society where women really
0: have to be accountable for their right. actions. They can well, my always- My brother
3: has a different, my brother is similar, almost like, not to the, he doesn't dislike my mom or anything like that, but he's like, well, wait a minute, mom, what was up with your, you chose this dude. yeah." So he kind of posed that question yeah. to her, but I came up watching the struggle yeah. So by the time he came along, uh, he probably don't remember a lot of the struggle. But then I, when I when I moved out and, and and moved away, she got remarried. So there was another person there mm-hmm. to, 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 for a little while, to be like a father figure. Yeah. But I could actually, the, the person that my father was before he got uh, sucked up by the drugs, is not the person he was when them drugs hit him. So I can have a a more of a compassion for my mom and far as, why would you choose this dude? Because the dude that she chose was a great dude. Everybody in the community, when when the drugs hit him, it was like a shock to the whole, everybody. Like, how did he get on it? Mm-hmm. This man had a good job, athletic, talked karate to the kids in the neighborhood, kept us on what we supposed to be on, me what I was supposed to been on for my early early years, and then, however somebody, however he got it, hooked, it to, hooked on to the cocaine and then the crap. who knows but it, it he got hooked onto it and it turned you to a whole different person and my mom wasn't with that dude mm-hmm. my mom wasn't with that behavior that's why she, she he had to go
0: i don't even think you should get your genitals until like <laughs> 35 they should be like we're going to hold your genitals until you have accumulated enough money and then when you do get your genitals if your balance you have an insufficient balance you cannot have sex right. like you <laughs> it should be like a Like a card swipe on the side of your balls (laughs) as a man. Because as a man, you have to be accountable because a lot of times.
1: There's some truth in that. Like, you know, they say the youth is uh, wasted on the young. Mm. That's because a lot of people. I remember being 21. You couldn't tell me shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You couldn't tell me shit. I had like a six pack. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. I'm dunking with two hands, mm-hmm. thinking I'm smart. Mm-hmm. Now, as a, as a man, in my <laughs> dunking 40s, with two hands made you feel smart? Well, I'm just I'm saying that was like a comma, and then also something <laughs> else. I thinking got it. I'm smart, so it's two different <laughs> things. But so comma thinking I'm smart, and um, man, looking back, I was dumb as hell. You know, you think you know, but you don't know shit until you really get some responsibility out here, mm-hmm. like some real responsibility, right? Mm-hmm. Some family man, kids, mm-hmm. you know, a woman who you really rock with and give a damn and you're willing to sacrifice for. That's when you start to re- really develop, like, real-world issues. Mm-hmm. 21 with no kid, you know, you're a kid, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why you write about that. If you, if you could save young people from some of those pitfalls until they're 35, it'd be a better place, but... You're thinking with a
0: whole different mind. Whole different. Thing. You're a grown-up. Yeah, you got bills. You're like, I can't really even afford to have no kids.
1: You understand it's... sacrifice. Yeah. See, that's the thing about young people. You don't really understand sacrifice. You don't mm-hmm. understand like, what it really builds. to. Very few young people, shall I say. I can't say everybody, but very few young people. And when I say young people, I'm talking like, you're 20. You're 21. Yeah. How's your man over here? Not
2: 23. Fuck
1: you. 23? Yeah. Fuck you. Twenty-three, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, he, he, I know he he got it all figured out, don't you? He don't know shit. Uh, he don't know what damn thing. Man. And when I was twenty-three, I did looking back, I didn't know shit.
0: So you ever look back and be scared for your younger self? You like, oh my god, you was fooling. <laughs> I look back like, how did I make it? A how bunch I, of times. Never would've made it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I wasn't going to finish. That's it. Oh, okay. This okay. <laughs> little bar. I thought it was uh, was more coming. Nah, just one little flow. But
1: back to that up, man, about the whole abortion thing. I don't, I, I've I never in my life hated on a woman or had anything to say to a woman. I've dated women. I think we all have that have had abortions. Mm-hmm. I think that when people say, oh, well, it's easy, you know, you're using it like it's uh, contraception. That ain't true. Mm-hmm. Women that have these, make these very serious decisions, that stays with them in some cases for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. And they get later in life and end up making other decisions based upon the guilt. That they had. Mm-hmm. So I've always been about, you know, women, you ain't got nothing to be guilty about.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? Okay. You ain't, you ain't got nobody in this world you got to an answer to but you and your God. And your God is not going to treat you like that. So I tell women all the time whether it's the church or your family or your friends, fuck them. Okay. You live your life and you do what's best for you. Period. And if people don't understand that, well, then they just will one day or they won't. But you got to walk through this life and live your best life no matter what. So, you know, I, I've dated women. I've seen it firsthand. It can tear a woman up.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, it,
1: it, it ain't no, there's a consequence to that. Yeah. It, it ain't just like, oh, had an abortion. I'm done with it. Right. Oh, no, 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 no. Right, right. They, they might keep that scar in their heart for until the, the day they die. Mm-hmm. So that's a very crucial decision. And I respect women that make the best decision for them. And like I said, if you ain't got no money, then shut the hell up. If you ain't putting no money in the pot, you ain't you ain't coming to you know take the weekends off for mom and dad when when they need pampers you ain't showing up when when they need jeans you ain't showing up then shut up and so I'm not showing up to pay nobody's bills mm-hmm. so I keep my mouth closed about what grown people do and I just keep it moving mm-hmm. you know that's just me personally
0: mm-hmm. yeah I feel it um I know a lot of people are gonna feel differently about what I had to say. Yeah, yeah, but it's coming from. I feel like I don't. I'm not coming from a hurtful place. I'm coming from a place of experience where I know what it's like firsthand to go through that, and just seeing how like, just care and thinking about more than just busting off, man. If women could see the change that happened in a man's mind after he busts off, they would be scared. It's it's an extreme difference in well,
1: feelings. If women could, if women knew what we was thinking before. In our attempt to bus off, they'd be scared. <laughs> and a, we can that, read their minds. That's why there's a movie coming out with uh, Taraji P. Henson, where she can read people's minds. Read men. that's the scariest weapon a woman could ever have. Yeah, yeah. women
0: should never read women's men's minds, but they can already. That's why you smart in, women can. Yeah, your intuition will experience. show you intent. It'll show you. A lot of times they'd be knowing, but then in, you get into that position. Where you can't wiggle out of and then that's when that's when everything started to make sense, but But yeah, man, uh before I get it lynched out here by these women, man, <laughs> let's go ahead and switch it up, man. All right, let's do it. Um solo hosting. You do a lot of your shows. I see you doing something with PG Sittenfeld. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of your shows are by yourself. Yeah. I like to be able to bounce ideas off my co-host, off my host, um, off my uh guests. How do you keep? How do you keep it going, solo hosting?
1: Man, I do it a couple ways. The primary way is the audience. So I read a lot of comments. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I interact. I prov- I try to provoke thought, and then I try to bring their comments to the show. Mm-hmm. Not everybody can call in. You know, people are busy. But what I found is a lot of people like texting. Mm-hmm. So we have a chat room. I use something called Spreaker right now to develop. You know, to not develop, but to deliver my audio content and to archive it online. So it allows mm-hmm. me to create a chat room which each and every show. Really? And my audience love, they love to chat it up. You know, the, the chat is like another layer of the show. So mm-hmm. it's that, uh, guests, and just, just understanding how to vibe and how to be a broadcaster in 21st century media. Mm-hmm. Like if you're doing 21st century media, you might be in a room by yourself, but it don't have to necessarily sound like it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and if you know how to bring the right elements in, you know, per your topic, you know, you can get, you can get some good, you can vibe, you can get some good energy and get other people's thoughts and nobody even calls you. Mm-hmm. The other thing is guests, 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 guests. I mean, people love to hear guests, you know, guests bring the only audience back to your platform. And then, you know. I love to hear what other people kind of think more than I like to hear my own thoughts. Mm -hmm. So I try to invest in other people, like my audience, as much as possible to try to provoke them to get a response, to get their thoughts about what's really going on. Mm -hmm. I care more about what other people think than I care about people hearing what I think, quite honestly. Yeah, yeah. I
0: think I'm in the opposite right now. I'm trying (laughs) trying to get to the point where you're at, but at this point, I'm a (laughs) philosopher. I'm a (laughs) philosopher. It's all about the audience. I'm a philosopher. (laughs) I don't know how to say it. I got my ideas. Um, I want you to teach me how to get out uh, get out my own way. I can give you some pointers. Let's talk after the show, man. I, know I, I man, think you got your own style, though. Yeah, man. I, uh, yeah. Hey, that's good. That's good. Um, you part of the, uh, the BBG. Big black guy. Big black guy. Yeah, uh, group. Right, I'm also I part am. of that. I am. Another person who I feel like is a part of that is Steve Harvey, man. How do you feel about the way people coming at Steve Harvey? he been fired from two shows this last past week. Right. Do you think it's to any of his own fault? or?
1: I think that uh, there was a moment when Steve Harvey was talking with uh, Monique on his show. And there was a moment when he turned to the audience and had like a very real moment. He was like, we can't talk like that in front of them. And I thought, damn, Steve, that was kind of... You pull back the curtain a little bit. Now that's just me. I don't know what it is. I do know this much that Steve appears to have enough money. He'll be okay. I ain't gonna sit up at home waiting. You know, thinking too much about what Steve Hardy's gonna do next. He got a radio show. He's very talented. He does a lot of award shows. He'll he'll bounce back. He'll if he hooked back. up with like Tyler Perry, they could have a crazy production. They could have a crazy production, right? Because be I love always. him. You know, I'm not gonna be mad until they take him off Family Feud. Let's put it that way. I like him on Family Feud. He'd be so fake on Family Feud. Man. I know, but I, but the, <laughs> but the hosts are always fake on. They don't give a damn about
0: them damn families.
1: Rich, you think Richard Dawson cared about them families? I don't think no,
0: I don't think you can see it on nobody else's nobody else's face the way you can see it on his. You could tell certain days he's like, man, I yeah, you do not want to be here. Yeah, but you know,
1: I think you could tell that on all those hosts. They're like, oh my god, we got two more families, the Johnsons and the Jacksons. Here we go again. Here
0: we go. Hey, that laugh be getting me though. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, bro, you know that's not real, man. <laughs> right. I want to get uh, I want to get Lincoln Ware on here too, man. He another guy who I used to listen to on the Wiz I still listen to, just because uh I think he he a character, man. He a funny guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like
1: Lincoln. Lincoln's a funny guy. He really is, man. People in the community really really like Lincoln. Yeah, like, he, I had a he chance funny. to work up close with him for about fifteen years. So, I mean, we still cool, man. I mean, you know, you know, he got we we've connected many times you know, uh, weather text I think he does it. Not, I think he does a television show with WKRC or something channel 12. He's invited me on there a couple times. So mm-hmm. I know he's a big fan of mine. I'm a big, still a big
0: fan of his. I want to, um, maybe you can hook that up for us, man. I want him to, uh, I want to do my impersonation of him to him. You know what? Have you reached out to him? I, yeah. He'll do it. Has he reached out to, back to you? Nah, I emailed him on a couple different emails and, uh,
1: Messaging but Okay. Well I'll tell you what, once, once you put out this and he sees me here, he might he might be more likely to do it than
0: him. <laughs> I'll have me linking, man. I want I want I want you to come here so you can hear my uh Absolutely. impersonation. I think he'll do it. Yes. I can't speak for him. Yes. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> he always do that little laugh, man. He does. That's funny, man. On and off the mic. And I got some crown royal for you you come on the show man i got crown royal for you did you man. put that in the email nah see that was your problem right there put that in the email next time
1: he went answered
0: expeditiously um but yeah man another thing that's been going on this week it's been pretty prominent um aisha curry her thoughts on another mindset i feel of a comparison yeah
1: yeah you know it's funny man because uh, it's funny because with send digital not only do we want to create audio 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 content but we want to create news we want we want to create opinion mm-hmm. so I've reached out to some people who are writers and I just got a piece back from a guy named uh, Michael snackson not his real name mm-hmm. and uh, he wrote a piece about Aisha Curry and he just tore her apart and uh, I think we're gonna publish it off of send digital media starting next week but my take on Aisha Curry man is I don't think we see what the big deal is. I mean, she had a vulnerable moment on a talk show mm-hmm. where it's nothing but women on the talk show. So what people got to understand, when you go on a talk show, most people don't just walk in having not thought about it. She probably thought about what she was going to bring that could have been provocative to the show.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: This is probably something she probably even talked with Stefan about, right? Like, hey, I'm, I'm going to tell this little story, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't see a problem with it. Basically, she said that, you know, nobody, she feel like nobody's checking for her. Mm-hmm. And I, I just felt it was a—I thought it was a vulnerable moment from a woman who was showing her insecurities, and I—I I didn't think she was gonna leave Steph or she was hooking up with dudes on Craigslist. I just felt like that she would was, be wild. That would be wild. It, it was a video. I'm sure TMZ would have it. Definitely. And then everybody These else would pick up on it real quick. Mm-hmm. But I—I I just felt like people was overreacting. I think it was haters, people that's mad at her for various reasons because she's living this fabulous life with Stefan. You know what I'm saying? She got her little cookbook. And then, you know, just the appropriate anti-light
0: skinness that, you know, happens all the time. So it was a little bit of all of that.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but,
0: uh, like, we living in an era where people who not being spoken for are finding people to speak for them. Like the whole emo rap and all that like that. And um, I'm sure it's seeing digital media. You guys speak for a certain audience. Who do you feel like your your audience is and who do you speak for?
1: Man, we, we, we speak for a segment of the black community. That's our intent. You mm-hmm. know, our direction is, like I said, black people, the urban community, black people, the people that live next to black people and all the politics and cultural stuff in between that live in the greater Cincinnati area. Mm-hmm. So that's what our intention is. But you, as you know, you might put something out thinking, oh, this is my audience. You never really know until you put it out there and you start to get a response back from people. Mm-hmm. But so far, you know, our intentions match who our response
0: is. So, and us as creatives, like, you got to stay inspired. Like, how do you, how do you stay inspired? What do you do? To, I mean,
1: um, number one is I, I write everything down. I try to plan.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So if I plan things, that means I got a path. That means I can stay on it. The second thing is i listen to my audience and you know i'm in my mid-40s now so i'm inspired by younger people mm-hmm. so i pay attention to what younger people people younger than me fresher than me doper than me in my opinion are doing and that helps to sharpen my dopeness mm-hmm. so that's how i do i i'm a big fan of bigging up what other people do giving other people that's in the digital media space props you know using whatever i can do with my platforms to promote other people and in doing so I'm looking at them like oh that's that's tight okay that's the way to do it so, you know I, I just look at I just look at what young people are doing people that's out here winning I look at what they're doing, mm-hmm. and I try to match that to my goals and stay on my grind. So like I said back with the buzz coming back, I mean it was it it, it was it was minor on my radar screen. It wasn't a major impact because my radar screen already got other targets on it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So. So that's how I, I, you know, I I stay inspired by talking with my audience. Like right now, I'm in the middle of a a campaign, if you want to call it, of me just talking with my audience members. What do you like? What don't you like? What do you want to hear more of? What don't you like? That kind of inspires me. Mm -hmm. When I hear things that people say that they like that I meant for them to like, that means I hit my target. Cool. But then even when people challenge me like, oh, that shit ain't working, Nate. I'm like, okay, great. That's an opportunity for me to get a little bit bit better. Mm -hmm.
0: It hurts hurt your feelings real bad when you think something is super dope and then it real don't bad. get the response. It Did do. You're you like, man, y'all, y'all tripping. But, you know, only for a moment.
1: You know, it, it hurts for a moment because you're a creator. Yeah. And any creator, they love what they create like they baby, right? Yeah. You mm-hmm. love it. And so you, you get a little hurt feelings when people don't respond the way you want them to, but only for a minute for me because then I'm like, okay, well, let me see if they write. Okay, let me see if I listen to them. Is that going to yield what I think I want, you know, out of the results of what I'm trying to put my efforts into? only 24 hours in a day so I want to I want to return on my investment every single day of my time and the best way to get that is just to listen to the people that already support me and they'll tell me where to go so you know my audience is saying keep doing it mate keep going mm-hmm. keep going so I'd be a fool not to listen to them.
0: and we know you got the flows and um, you went to hip-hop man who you listening to right now what's in your deck right now are your playlists
1: Um, The last thing I listened to, I was listening to like some Blueface earlier. I'm just trying to figure out who this dude is. People be
0: hating on Blueface, but I
1: mess with Blueface. Yeah, that was was earlier today. I'm trying to get what I'm listening to right now. Like, um, man, I'm still, like I said, I'm so moody. You Mm -hmm. know, I'm a Virgo. Virgos are very moody. So I do a lot about what I listen to the kind of music that I feel like I want to listen to. So I've been bumping some old Jeremiah. I mean, just a little bit, whatever catches my ear in a moment. Yeah. But that's what I was bumping over the last couple of days: some blue face, some old school Jeremiah, and um, I can't get away from Cardi B. Uh. Um, shit, what else was I bumping? Um, and I'm always got like a little old school, like a little J Electronica is always close. You know what I'm saying? I take a lot of inspiration from hip hop cats. Yeah. You know, like when I, you know, a lot of flows. Um, you know, I bomb atomically. You know, my, phos- my philosophy, you know, that's straight from Wu Tang, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I flow, therefore I am. That's something I got from like a hip hop joint. I just flipped it from my own flow and turned to broadcast. So I, I stay inspired by the culture, by the music. Mm-hmm. By uh, I say in culture. Right now, I stay inspired like uh, by the NBA. I don't know about you, but I watch these ballers that make me want to work out. Mm-hmm. You know, so that make me want to get tight. You know, yeah. what I mean, I want to get out there and start. You know, get my get my left hand back developed. So, mm-hmm. I just stay inspired by people that's
0: out here doing things, yeah. out here winning, out here creating. Man. Yeah, man. When I see all them old ladies at the nursing home, <laughs> I be like, I gotta <laughs> hit the gym. I gotta have a hard body for them. They call me the uh, the Undertaker. The Undertaker or the Embalmer. I fill them up with joy before they go on to their heavenly home, man. Yeah, man. So uh, if your grandma need a date and she got at least two ailments, it could be anything. It could be arthritis and dementia, anything like Not that. Dementia. Maybe she got a bad hip. I love them with dementia. <laughs> always forget. <laughs> but tell them to highlight at me, man. Um, they always forget. Huh? That's hilarious. want to play a game real quick? Sure. It's called this or that.
1: This or that. All
0: right. Give you two options and you tell me either this option or that option. Cat or dog? Cat. Netflix or Hulu?
1: You know, I like them both, but lately, lately I'm going to fuck with Hulu because they got Game of Thrones.
0: Okay. Yeah, more of the TV shows on there.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, cookie or brownie? Uh, Cookie. Sorry. Ridiculousness or wilding out? Wilding out. Really? Yeah. What? All day long. Over ridiculousness? Yeah. I'll take wild and out any need that. oh man. Come on. Uh, pizza or burger? Probably pizza. Biggie or Tupac? Shit,
1: man. That's like... <laughs> man, what kind of choice is that? I Go mean, back and uh, listen
0: to some of them Biggie lyrics. And it's kind of skep. If I had to be honest with you, I'd have to say Tupac. Tupac. Yeah. Tupac. Apples or oranges? Apples. Shorts or pants?
1: It depends on the weather, man.
0: You yeah, only got one choice. We're going to rock the pants. Rock with the pants, man. Um, <laughs> Xbox or PlayStation? Xbox. The Xbox. illest.
1: I'm, on, I'm online. And I used to murder cats. I don't have the same time. Uh, NBA 2K,
0: Soul Calibur, a variety of first-person shooters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come get it. Hey, start your podcast about that, man. Get on Twitch. Oh, yeah. Twitch is popping. Man, Twitch is where it's at. Them cats who, like, competitively game making money off of getting checks and they sell out arenas like jay-z yeah they do you know uh there's some people that's doing some esports
1: here over in newport they got a gaming lounge over there they're trying to get that esports community
0: thriving here in the city i hope they do Mm -hmm. i love it yeah that'd be hard that'd be super dope and for very last we got chesticles or chitlin protectors i don't understand Which, which what does that mean well chesticles my good friend or breast Uh and chitlin protectors is a butt because they're the flaps that protect your chitlins they like chitlin doors i'm gonna have to go with the latter what was the second one there chitlin protectors. i'm gonna go with that chitlin protectors, man so y'all done heard it here man i want i want to thank you for coming through again thank you for your time i appreciate you having me sharing them flows with us man like i said i've been listening for a minute and i definitely appreciate you coming through man can I say one thing to
1: to, to you guys and to all digital creators, keep doing what you're doing, Mm -hmm. keep doing what you're doing because the digital space is the future. Mm -hmm. And it's all about keeping up on the latest software, hardware, the latest tech, Mm -hmm. knowing what your, what your craft is. But you know, what I can tell you is commercial radio and terrestrial media, mainstream media, they look at social media and digital media for inspiration. So it's like I said, in the last three years, there is an abundance of options for edutainment, for education, for knowledge, and it's all digitally based. Mm-hmm. And with Sin Digital Media, not only do we want to promote, not only do we want to create, you know, original, you know, media podcast. You know, video shows, things like that. But we want to promote what other people in the Cincinnati landscape is doing as well. You mm-hmm. know, with our lo- with our platform. So, you know, please find us on Facebook at Cin. That's Cin Digital Media. Please like and share, and we'll be posting. We want to we want to look. We want to help cultivate the next podcast superstar based in the city of Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to help cultivate a thriving Cincinnati digital media. Mm-hmm. So just follow us there and, and stay connected with us yeah man uh, who else is on that lineup is you jerry tolliver yeah so i'm doing a podcast of course the nathan ivy show is on there i do a podcast with pg Sittenfield, who is a white male democrat who's a member of city council right now some people say that he might run for mayor uh we also working with jerry tolliver with the b word uh we we host and produce we produce the uh, in cincinnati naac podcast called truth to power and uh, we're working with donietta bailey who is the uh former uh, president of the black lawyers association Um, and she's producing a podcast with us called is it just me Mm -hmm. so and uh still venturing working on other ideas as well we're putting cam hardy on a podcast called no cincinnati polite i know that cam hardy does a show on radio artifact yeah he just left right yeah did he okay yeah yeah shout out to cam so just trying to reach out man i mean we we started in the political world but you know we want to branch out into you know the world of culture and music and Mm -hmm. pleasure in cincinnati and so this is just the beginning for us, and just stay tuned. Yeah, man. Tell people how they can keep in touch with you one more time. So the best way to keep in touch with me is, uh, you know, my email address is nathan at So if you want to email me directly for whatever reason, but I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I mean, I'm on Instagram. Nathan from Cincy, Twitter Nathan from Cincy, and then Nathan Ivy Show is online and Send Digital Media.
0: vibe uh, Tell them how they can keep in touch with you, man.
3: Uh, <clears throat> Instagram is Mr vibe One V I B E O N E. Twitter is V I B E O N E. Facebook is V I B E Dash O N E. Um Email me at E period S period A period E N T at gmail.com for um booking um mixing mastering uh, production and um just keep in touch. Uh, we got the album out right now called The Maturation of Lidroni. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All yeah. platforms. Um, you can get the extended version of the album on Bandcamp, though. That's vibe1.bandcamp.com. It's so, an uh, extra uh, two joints on there that iTunes and everybody else wouldn't allow. because some sampling, but you can get it anywhere um, online. Uh, also, uh, also I got to start representing for the group as well. On, on Instagram, it's um 7. The number seven Watusi W-A-T-U-S-I. Um, and then the the Watusi tribe on uh, Facebook and uh Instagram. All right. Yeah, man, and before we get up out of here, I just want to
0: say happy birthday to Janet Jackson, Sugar Ray Leonard, Malcolm X, uh Patty Labelle, ah yeah. <laughs> Pam Greer, <aw>, ha <laughs> yeah. And uh Al Littles. Stevie Wonder is only 68 years old. I don't believe it. It sounds ridiculous, man. I could have sworn he was born in like 1902, man. But happy birthday to all those people. Minister Louis Farrakhan uh, and Gabby Cinebay, James Brown. It's a lot of people's uh, birthday that was this month. Uh, Johnny Taylor. So uh, happy birthday to all of those people. Happy birthday to everybody whose uh, birthday it is this month. If you want to keep in touch with me, you can find me on Instagram at Blaze6513. That's blazesix S I X five one three. You can also uh, follow the show on Facebook at Tombout N-O-M-T-O-M-B-O-U-T, and also on Instagram at Nom Tombout underscore radio. Um, make sure you go and check out Inner Space, real good music by me because I can sing my face loose and uh, rap my face loose fairly well. Uh, check out Inner Space, man. Uh, look it up. I'll be looking into the clouds and the astros and all, all the sky and space, things like that. That's how you know it's me. Um, each and every Wednesday, you can catch the show, 7 p.m., here on 91.7 WVXU, your HD2 station, or you can stream us live on radioartifact.com. If you missed the show, you can also check us on Spotify at Namtown About Radio. So until next time, goodbye.